0: Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news.
1: Good news is right. The good news is we made it. We Yay. made it. We are here, Beatrice. You know, it's one of the. Are we supposed to say on the air that you're sick and I'm barely making it? Are we supposed to, we supposed to pretend that, like, oh my goodness, oh we my are here God. and we are full of energy?
2: Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you
1: had some surgery on your eye.
2: I did. I had laser surgery on my right eye a couple of weeks ago. I had it on my left eye. Does it well, work? Do you like it? Well, you know, it's not the LASIK; it's the laser oh. because you know I'm getting old, oh, getting to be you know kind of oh, I'll be fifty. I'm fifty-six this year. But they had to relieve the pressure in my eye, and so, so not, I asked them.
1: So So not the kind that makes you see better. No, Not even
2: the fun kind. No, this is when somebody has gotten on your last nerves. And so now I can tell my children, y'all got on my nerves so bad. I had to have laser eye surgery. Wow. Okay. All (laughs) right.
1: So you're doing all right, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Well, thanks for coming in. All right, so we've got some good news, and then coming up, we've got, uh, I guess we've been trying to get in uh, an organization, Colorado Christian Services. I just love the idea of finding beautiful Christian families, uh, you know, for uh, children, uh, you know, so they can get some extra love and life, and uh, just excited to have them joining us, and Producer Moose is actually going to do that interview for us.
3: Woohoo! Yeah, he, he likes
1: doing interviews, so I said I'd be more than happy to let you do that interview, Producer Moose.
2: Awesome.
1: All right, so let's start with some good news. Um... I thought of you when I saw this story because I don't know if I told you about a week ago. My son was bullied by some middle school kids. Oh, so not horribly, but they're playing soccer, and the middle school kids come over to the grade school. My son's in third grade, so these boys are like seventh, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and uh, they're playing soccer. And my son was going to kick a goal, and then a bigger boy slammed him to the ground. Then he was covered in grass stains, and his shoe fell off, and he said he saw stars. He was crying. And then um, he decided the next day he was going to take candy to the boys to be kind back to them. And it worked with two of them, but one of them not so much. Mm-hmm. But the other two, like, they were surprised at his kindness, you know. So this, I'm calling this story Bully Bible, because you know when your kids are bullied, like, you'd like to go, let's be honest. I mean, we're on a Christian show, but we want to go beat them up. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah you, absolutely. Do. Yeah, yeah,
1: you do. Yeah, yeah. But then you have to step back and say, okay, this kid's probably hurting too. What can we do? And you'll be so proud of this family and what they decided to do. It almost immediately worked on the bully. Take a listen.
4: Oh. Do good to those who hate you. In the war home. Pray for those who hurt you.
0: Everyone owns a Bible. Dad preaches, mom teaches, but it's the kids who used it to topple a bully. I don't know, maybe he started to read the
5: Bible at his house and he found the scripture about it.
0: Three months ago, eight-year-old Phoenix and seven-year-old Kingston started riding the bus home from Pasadena's Turner Elementary. Another kid on board called them names every day.
5: It made me feel like I just wanted to yell at him. I
6: wanted to say back to him.
0: Instead, they told mom who got administrators to step in. Things calmed,
4: but eventually name-calling continued. I said, man, what if I don't want to have to take my shirt off and meet him at the bus stop, you know what I mean? So I prayed about it, and and God said, you know what? Let's get this kid a Bible, you know, tell him Jesus loves him, and uh, invite him to church.
5: We gave it to him, and then, like, two minutes later, when it was almost his stop to get off, he just said... Thank you and sorry for all the bad stuff we did to you.
4: Since that day, no more name calling. And I was like, really? You know, so that kind of caught me off guard that it even worked or that fast that the kid was convicted.
0: Whatever the case, the Walwyn kids are happy, loving their Bibles more than ever.
2: is that awesome. wonderful? That's awesome. But I I can feel the father. I really can because I don't care care how old my children get. If somebody does something to them, my my youngest is 23 years old and and her um, manager's girlfriend cursed her out one day on the phone because she was calling to see if the manager was coming in. and, And when she told me about it, I'm like, excuse me. The manager's girlfriend did? The manager's girlfriend. She answered the phone and she, rah, 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 to my daughter. Well, I'm sure know. the
1: manager didn't appreciate that when she well, found out. Well,
2: she had done it several times before. Wow. But this time, I don't know. I, I think my prayers got through to God because I said, Lord, take care of it. I'm going to have to go see somebody today. And she did, and she apologized. Good. Yeah.
1: Wow, I yeah. hear she is in her 20s and you want to get in there. I've, I've got a nephew and his mom, she still jumps in and sometimes she shouldn't, whether it's on social media or like calling his school and mm-hmm. asking for a teacher, administrator, and mm-hmm. sometimes he finds out his mom's called and, you know, she she probably meddles where she probably shouldn't because, yeah. but, you know, in your case, I could see that, you know, it's different when someone's being verbally abused. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But can you believe that Bible worked so well? That's awesome. That's love awesome. It. That's what it's supposed to do. The word is living. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I know, love We it. need to use it more.
1: Only well, we we forget a lot of times these kids are hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, they these bullies are hurting themselves. Yeah, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. That's okay.
1: True. Um. You know. You know how w- when your kids were in high school was prom a big deal with the, uh, asking the uh, kid to prom. Yes. Yes. When I went to prom. I was like whatever they ask you, but now it's like a big ordeal. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. It really is. And, and so
1: it was already when your kids were in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, now they'll do big signs or they'll lay out roses or they'll, you know, do something to surprise the girl to ask them, well, proposals, wedding proposals have always been a big deal. But I thought this was super sweet because not only did the guy go out of his way to make it special, Mm -hmm. there was an accident at the end, which is so cool. Take a listen.
4: Super surreal. I
7: just felt like I was dreaming. Serendipity blessed Alicia Enstad and Joshua Lear's engagement Saturday in the heart of St. Paul's Rice Park.
8: I was so nervous that everything wasn't going to go right because she ended up getting off of work late
7: because Alicia had to work overtime the surprise proposal started two hours later than originally planned First, Joshua sent a limo to pick up Alicia and her sister under the guise of a girl's night out. Once inside the limo, Alicia got this card, first stop, nail salon.
4: I didn't know what to think. Back at the limo, another card. You are going to be going to the Mall of America, pick out the outfit of your choice, like, P.S., don't forget to put it on. Then... And we got another envelope that said, you're so beautiful, I love you so much, and Relax, because your driver is going to take you to your assigned destination. Mm.
1: Your assigned destination. Right, now. She must know something's up by
2: that. Yeah, really. I mean, come on. So I don't now think she's... I would have gone that further. I mean, you know. Wait, what is Who is this? Who, who's who's doing all this? This is stuff? her um, husband-to-be. Yeah, but I'd, I'd be kind of suspicious. Oh, okay. You'd be wondering, okay, like, yeah, like, where am I doing? going? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is
1: getting a little crazy. Uh-huh. Okay, now when you hear the next part. I mean, there's almost a snafu when a big group of kids come out, and they weren't supposed to be there. And he's like, oh, goodness, is she going to see me? All these kids are out here. Um, how is the proposal going to work? But it, the kids join in on the proposal. Take a listen.
7: Alicia arrives at Rice Park. Both her parents and Josh is waiting, bouquets in hand. And then I just lost it.
8: And I was sitting in the plaza, and all of a sudden this choir comes walking through, and I went into a little bit of a panic mode because I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> Choirs here. What if Alicia doesn't see me?
7: You see, the Angelica Cantanti Youth Choir just so happened to walk onto park grounds after their rehearsal at the Ordway to take photos. This, as Alicia walks over to greet her man. He got down on one
4: knee, proposed, and I said yes, of course. And this choir like surrounded us and started singing like somewhere over the rainbow and I was like, Josh, did you get (laughs) (laughs) the choir? And he was like, I didn't
7: know anything about it. (laughs) But let's just sit and listen. The
8: the song that they sang was was actually both a song that we're both super fond of and it just kind of
7: it has some good memories. We had
8: just got done singing it before. It's just a,
0: a good excuse to practice it again.
7: A magical touch to a beautiful engagement, a life milestone for the soon-to-be bride and groom. That's Isn't awesome. that so
2: neat? Somewhere over the rainbow. That's sweet. Aww. I just what a
1: you know, a serendipitous is a great word to express described that they had just been practicing that song and that the couple loves that song and that they decided what a great excuse just to you know continue our practice out here and give them a special moment
2: yeah that's nice that's you know there's a lot of good going on in the world i know in spite of all the stuff that we see angie there's a lot of good stuff going on in the world in spite of the you know yeah in spite of the train derailment yesterday in pittsburgh you know th- there's a lot of good stuff going on
1: i think people are trying to do the right thing yeah. i just yeah. interviewed a uh, re- really neat um it's a rescue dog foundation um, and i interviewed an l.a county fire captain uh out of uh, los angeles mm-hmm. and he um his team he, he didn't go but he, he and his dog hunter had been in haiti and in japan after the mm-hmm. earthquake and tsunami and they were in oklahoma oh. after tornadoes well um, their dogs are rescued from shelters, so the rescued become the rescuers. That's yeah. part of their handle. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I talked to him about what it's like, and he said he hadn't found someone alive until Haiti, and they found three girls. So imagine, he and his dog, all these times they respond to disasters, were mm-hmm. mm-hmm. finding bodies, not mm-hmm. people who were alive. Mm-hmm. And he said mm-hmm. that it, the excitement over finding three girls alive in Haiti, yeah, yeah. like way under the rubble, you, yeah. in a building, like a sixteen story building that had crumbled. Um, He said it was just, you can't even put into words how excited he and his dog Hunter were. And how cool to take a rescue dog. I mean, I'm just throwing out there um, Mm -hmm. some of the good in the world. And then another guy, I think I've told you about um, uh, Mr. Clark, I call him. He's a janitor, a custodian at a Mm -hmm. Texas high school, and he counsels kids. Um, And so kids who come from either a single family home or maybe foster care that don't have enough love and guidance at home, he loves and guides them. And he says on Father's Day he gets so many cards and so many calls from kids in graduation times coming Mm -hmm. and he keeps in touch with them after graduation. And so I just think of all the people that I meet. Um, Marquise Cabrera, you're going to hear him on this show as well. He started something called Foster Skills. He was a foster kid and he um, got accepted to Harvard. But in going into courtrooms, Mm -hmm. he was seeing other foster kids who were falling through the cracks Mm -hmm. and he thought, I'm Mm -hmm. so lucky I got a loving family. So instead, he deferred going to Harvard Law School to start Foster Skills to help other foster kids
2: wow
1: you talk about good going on in the world there's a ton. wow
2: that's awesome
1: yeah wow. so just some these are just stories off the top of my head i got i'm full of good news that's awesome yeah i could talk here for an hour in that's fact awesome. i've got an hour i might as well keep talking <laughs> all right so with that said uh, since our next guest is going to be elizabeth Bolts and a colleague at colorado christian services i've had this uh adoption story that i think is such a miracle and i think Adoption is the most loving sacrifice that there is. Yeah. I can't think of another. And you were a young mom, weren't you? A young mm-hmm. mom, I was. and you know the sacrifices you made, mm-hmm. and you were able to do it. But some moms just know I can't do it, and I could I could provide a much better life for this mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And giving up the child um, is so hard on these moms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and what a loving thing to do rather than just terminate the pregnancy yes, and that's they absolutely. think it's the easy way out but that's the way that follows you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. because of the, your feelings you know right. over it so this um, woman went to go find her mom and you will not believe where she found her her biological mother
7: hmm. well ever since I found out that I was adopted I wanted to know who my biological mother was
9: on Monday 38 year old lasagna Mitchell Clark of Youngstown finally got her answer in the mail I picked it up and I seen Department
7: of Health from Columbus, so I knew right then and there this was it.
9: Lasagna's birth records included her mother's name, Francine Simmons. So she looked her up on Facebook and found out she worked at InfoCision in Boardman. So does Lasagna. Then it clicked.
7: There's a Francine that works at my job. She works in
9: VR. (laughs) AND SHE WORKS AT THE FRONT DESK. LASONYA REACHED OUT TO HER FRIENDS ON SOCIAL MEDIA. AND THEN A DAY LATER, SHE GOT THE LONG-AWAITED PHONE CALL FROM HER BIRTH MOTHER.
3: SHE CALLED ME, AND I SAID, IS THIS MISS FRANCINE? AND SHE SAID, YES, I THINK I'M YOUR
9: DAUGHTER. THEY HAD PLENTY TO TALK ABOUT, BUT STARTED WITH TEARS OF JOY. WOW.
2: I'M STILL IN SHOCK, LIKE. IT'S AMAZING.
1: Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. They worked in the same, bed, they knew each other. They saw each other in the restroom and passed by each other in the halls.
2: Wow. It was her mother. (laughs) I can't say anything, but wow. How does that happen? Oh my God. You know something, that's divinely ordained right there. It really is. Oh wait, there's more. Oh my God! Take a listen to the rest of it.
9: Francine told me she always wanted to reconnect with her daughter, but never knew how.
2: I got pregnant when I was 14. I had her when I was 15 when I was put in a home, a girl's home, had her, got to hold her, didn't, didn't get to name her, but I named her myself in my heart all these years.
9: But the story doesn't end there. It turns out Lasagna has three other sisters she didn't even know about. One even works with her as well. I
3: just feel a sense of relief for my mother.
7: So it's just amazing that... All this time we thinking about her and trying to find her, she was trying to find us too.
9: To top it all off, mom and daughter live just 6 minutes from each other in Youngstown. LASANYA says her adoptive parents are happy for them too.
7: My mom and dad has always been supportive of me, always encouraged me to look for them and they're they're going to be a part of this too. Well
2: now we got a big bigger extended family, you know, where we can just be together.
1: Isn't that crazy?
2: You know, that's a God-ordained thing. And it really sister,
1: is. the sisters works there,
2: too. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they're all crying. They're all wow. so happy. That's all of her awesome. sisters are so... And, you know, her mom, pregnant at 14, yeah. gave the baby at about 15. She couldn't raise a baby.
2: No, no. Wow. Yeah. People don't understand what goes on in the mind of a young woman, you know, at that age, you know, that um, they don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do at 16. You know, I wanted to go to college to play basketball, and here I am. I had a basketball for a stomach, you know, and it, that's that's amazing. It really is. God bless y'all. Wherever y'all at, God bless y'all, that new family. How
1: did you get through that difficult time? Were you a Christian then?
2: No. No, Oh, that's right. You didn't a become
1: Christian. a Christian until you were in the military where yeah. you were a drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. I'm just so used to having you on the show. I didn't even really fully introduce you today. Oh, that's Uh right. The drill sergeant of life, Beatrice Bruno. So you became a Christian in uh, in the military yeah. Uh, yeah. in your 30s, right? Yeah, were you I was
2: 16 years past that. I was 32 wow. years old. Yeah.
1: Wow. So you were raising that daughter mm-hmm. on your own, and then you proceeded to have more children. hmm And uh, how long have you been married now?
2: We've been married for 24 years. Yeah, that's great. 24 years. Yeah. I got some good news. What? I'm getting ready to go to to San Diego. I leave on um, Friday morning at about 725. And I'm going to drive my mother-in-law and and sister-in-law back out here to live with us.
1: And see, a lot of people would say that's not good news to have your mother-in-law live with you. Oh, my mother! You love her. My
2: mother-in-law talks to me more than she talks to her son. Really? Yes. We love each other.
1: Yes. And and your and your sister-in-law same way. Yes. Wow. Yes, I'm
2: looking forward to it. I really am.
1: I love my mother in law. She's a great grandmother, but I don't think she would ever want to live with me. They don't even stay when they come. They don't mm-hmm. even stay in the same house. They get a hotel.
2: Oh, well. For no. even a week <laughs> if we don't do it. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. you know, and, and I do this, Angie, because at one point we're gonna be older and I want my children to see this example. Oh. You know, because I I I will not put my mother in law or my dad in a nursing home. I just won't do it. I've ministered in nursing homes and I've seen the conditions that they live in, but I've seen the sadness on their faces when no one comes to visit them. And I will not do that. And I told my dad several weeks ago, he's turning, um, he'll be 84 um, tomorrow as a matter of fact. And I told him, I said, dad, you know, um, you're getting older. I said, if something happens, you know, you're coming to Colorado to live with me. And you know what he said to me, Angie, he said, it's good to know that somebody will take care of me
1: oh wow
2: okay yeah so so. would
1: he live there with your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and you and your husband sure would wow sure would you have enough room for him
2: yeah we'll make room yeah we'll make room wow
1: yeah well my mom's moving in
2: okay good yeah awesome
1: Yeah. yeah i think it's good
2: I think so. Yeah. I, we need to bring the generations together because remember back in the day, generations lived with each other. Yes. You know, and, yes, now, and you know
1: what, even if it's an inconvenience, even if it isn't always peaches and cream, that's right. I uh, guess my mom's a little feisty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is a good thing. I mean, the kids really benefit from it. I mean, she's at the store right now, and she's getting whipping cream because we have four berries, and she loves to cook, and she makes homemade chili, and uh, she, we were out of milk, and she's picking up milk, and, you know, so she makes dinner almost every night, and if the kids need something sewn up, they she'll sew it in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and they know grand-grand will sew it, and when they come in, like if I'm busy or working with one kid on homework, she'll work with the other, or if they have a bruise or a, she likes to snuggle, so she can, you know, comfort them if they've been hurt, you know. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, too, because I'll say to them if, they're, if they get disrespectful with my mom, it, mm-hmm. which isn't often. But, you know, they're little kids. Yeah. So they test you. Yeah. And I'll say, oh, don't you talk to my mother like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and see, that does something in her, okay, because she's like, my daughter is defending me, you know. But then that does something with your kids because they're like, uh-oh, we can't talk to grandma the way we want to talk to her.
1: All right, so you're going to fly to San Diego, yes. and you're going to drive back with your mother-in-law and your sister, and yes. they're going to live with you, and then maybe yes. your father will live as well. Yeah. And I think that's just a good thing for us to talk about because I think that, uh, you know, like you said, the generations used to live together. And yeah. We we shouldn't be housing our elderly; we should be caring for them, not absolutely. not housing them, absolutely storing them until they leave the yeah. earth. You know, and I just
2: don't, you know, they have a lot of lovely nursing homes here in the Denver Metro and all around the country, but. My parents belong with me. Yeah. You know, I love them. Can't the, the, the nursing home people, they can't love them the way I love them. Yeah.
1: All right, Beatrice Bruno, Drill Sergeant of Life. How do people reach you?
2: Beatrice at com. Beatrice at com.
1: Excellent, my friend. She's a fabulous speaker and I'd love it if you uh, wanted to uh, work with the good news. I'd love to have you as a sponsor, advertiser. I'd love to help grow your nonprofit. I take really good care of my nonprofits, by the way. Very good care of you. Uh, you can reach me at Angie Austin Radio, angieaustinradio.com, and click on the Contact Angie.
0: <laughs> the word and music that expresses his love for us. The new 810. Love Lives. KLVZ.
3: Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the Word of God and His love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our biweekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries, Dot .org
1: so you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization, I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a $1. dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a $1,000. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools,
9: sports organizations, Churches—it's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organizations. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call; we'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly—a dollar per bag or per box. It's a
1: great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You
9: can find our contact information on ArkThrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there.
1: Excellent. A buck a bag do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one well i must have looked for about 10 years i have to tell you i've never been so excited to go to church i feel that pastor john morland my pastor that's you john um, has a real gift for teaching and there's so much love in that church and i've never felt more welcome and i have to tell you pastor morland i just. I I love going to church now. I learn something every week and I I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry.
4: Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people. And two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus.
1: Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Morland? Please go to our website. You
4: can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org.
8: Walt Wilson from Private Pension Design talks about partnering with Angie Austin.
0: Well, my experience over the last six months has been just a positive effect on my life, and I've enjoyed working with Angie and the staff. I would do this even if I didn't get customers off the show, but I have gotten clients off the show. But it's just neat to see somebody in this media talking about things that happen that are good in the world and can encourage us. I have received phone calls from clients wanting to know more about what I do. I've had people come to my seminars that we've been uh, advertising on. It's been a positive relationship for me. It's just been a great, great environment for me to be involved in. I'm an older person and uh, I've been around the world just to see the enthusiasm that this particular station has. It's just great. I love it. I endorse the good news 100%.
8: If you want to find out more about partnering with The Good News and Angie Austin, call Mike Treem at 303-481-1800. That's
0: 303-481-1800. The love of Christ lives on 810-KLVZ.
8: Welcome back to The Good News. Hey, it's producer Moose sitting in the driver's chair, and I'm here with some lovely ladies from Colorado Christian Services. Hi, ladies. Glad to have you in studio, and we're talking adoption, right?
10: We are. So
8: it's a it's a big thing going on. There's been some big stories uh, lately of people trying to find their birth mothers. And the, did you hear about the story of a lady looking for her birth mom, and it was the receptionist at her office?
10: I heard about that. Yeah, that and she, like really her
8: coworker something. was a sister, like her sister was a coworker. So it was like everybody working together, and it was just really cool. And we like uh, talking about good news stories at uh, the good news here. So uh, tell us a little bit about your organization.
10: So um, my name is Elizabeth Bolts, and um, I work at Colorado Christian Services, and we are a nonprofit licensed child placement agency. We've been in operation since 1963. Well, you, you gotta stop break that oh, down a little sorry. bit. Sorry, what,
8: what does that mean? Okay, what is it? So- what, do you, what do you do? <laughs> Layman's terms. Come on, okay. you're talking to the moose here. All right.
10: <laughs> So we work with women in unintended pregnancies, and we give them, um, you know, free counseling and mm-hmm. provide them with resources, helping them become uh, the best parents that they can be. Or if they are adoption minded, then we work with, um, we work with them and help them place their child for adoption with our wonderful Christian adoptive families. So adoption agency, I guess you could boil it down to.
8: Okay, cool. Do you do stuff with foster as well, or just the adoption?
10: Just the adoption. Just
8: the adoption. And um, you've been with the company for. Uh, quite some time, right?
10: I have. I've been with um, Colorado Christian Services for 18 years.
8: And uh, you were there for a little, you, tell us how you got started in this whole thing.
10: So I uh, used to um, work for, well, I've been do- lots of doing lots of things in social <laughs> work, sorry. Um, I started out working with um, children who had been removed from their homes due to abuse and neglect mm. and um, just saw the, the huge pain that that causes a life lifelong pain that that causes and um, just felt like I just couldn't do that forever Um, it was just too painful so I wanted to do something preventative and proactive and what we know is that children who are wanted and adored and you know they tend to do better and so we love the um, we love adoption we love that families are are so excited to receive their child and um, and it just it just makes for a really wonderful situation. So well, your
8: story kind of matches up with why we have the good news because I've been in mainstream media. Angie's been in the news we've both been doing you know telling about all the bad stuff being the boogeyman of the world with a teleprompter. but then we uh, Angie started the good news just to you know tell the the good stories of people like yourself and our good friend Wendy here who has uh, you know participated with Col- Colorado Christian services and uh, hi Wendy. Hi. so uh, you're a counselor at a high school I am. And, uh, tell us about your journey with Colorado Christian services.
5: Well, uh, I'm in my second marriage and we wanted to have children and sadly found out that we could not have any of our own, uh, which was difficult. And I think to be honest, a typical part of the story at, at, um, Colorado Christian services or really any adoption agency in general, is this families wanting to add to their, to their family that can't on their own. Right. We started actually working with social services uh, in in Jefferson County, actually, going to try to go the foster adopt route. But really quite near the end of that, we really felt led that perhaps that wasn't the way we were supposed to go. And um, timing is everything, and God is has the perfect plan. and Colorado Christian sort of, Sent us an email really saying that they were looking for birth parents. And Just out of
8: the blue, or had you heard I, them before?
5: Well, I had contacted them one other time, but the timing wasn't right. And so we had gone this other direction. But yes, it was right out of the blue. You yeah. know,
8: God has his yep. plans. Yep. Just out of the blue are always That's the right. coolest things.
5: That's right. So we were invited to a seminar at the end of February, early March. And that is when we walked through the doors of Colorado Christian Services. And, uh, and
8: you have a couple kids. We do. Through them? Yes, we do. Well, how how was that experience getting, did you get them both at the same time or is it separate?
5: Nope, they're separate. They're four years apart. Uh, Isaac actually is a beautiful good news story. Uh, We were sitting at seminar actually at the time and Isaac had already actually been born at the time and, and was going to be placed with us, but we didn't know that for a couple of months. So, um, we, really, within two months, we were parents uh, of uh, Isaac.
8: So it was that quick? Yes. And was it uh, were you just in a shock of, oh my gosh, what do I do? Or were you prepared for it to happen that quick?
5: Uh, no, I don't think anyone's ever prepared. Even <laughs> when you're carrying a child, I'm not really sure that you're ever really totally prepared. But uh, I think it was April 27th that we were told that Isaac would... Um, would be placed in our home, and we had 10 days to get ready for him.
8: Oh, so it was only 10 days? Yeah. Wow, and how long ago was this?
5: He is seven, so it was in May of 2008 that he was placed with us.
8: Awesome, and you said you have another one.
5: We do. Uh, Sydney will be three in June. Uh, She was a totally different experience, and we did have to wait a long time for her.
8: Awesome. And so with these adoptions, are they always closed, or are they able to uh, meet the parents?
10: So every adoption is different. Everybody's story is unique and every situation is um, different. So, um, we have, we have the range, the whole range, but the uh, level of openness is determined by the birth parents. Uh, If, um, if a birth mother is interested in open adoption, that is certainly what we can provide and, um, Families, families tend to embrace that.
8: So Wendy, what's with the your children are they open? do you have relationships with the birth parents? What's going on with that?
5: We, we have one of each actually. Oh, okay. Isaac is closed adoption. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest with you that was that was sad and hard for me at the beginning uh, because I know that Isaac will you know have questions about that and that sort of thing. Um, Sydney's is completely open and we have known uh, the birth family. Um, both the, I know the birth mother and birth father, so that is open.
8: What is their interaction with you and your children?
5: Uh, it has changed a bit over time. Initially we saw them once a month, but we were, it's still, especially with the birth mothers and the birth mother's family, it's, it's pretty open, uh, as far as communication, seeing each other, communicating that kind of thing.
8: Now you told me that you have some older kids that are in their mid twenties, right? I do. And now having to go back to diaper changes and, you know, potty training, how has that been a, a huge dynamic change for you as a parent?
5: Well, honestly, I would say, uh, that probably is one of the most beautiful pictures of the whole deal. Um, my oldest are both stepchildren and I don't think either one of them was really jazzed about it to begin with. <laughs> okay. Um, When Isaac came into our life, our, our son was going into high school and he really was not pleased about the whole thing, but immediately fell in love with Isaac, frankly, and they are the best of friends. Isaac calls him, um, his twin, um, you know, many times he, and which is funny. Separated by a few years. Yeah. Well, and, uh, enormous height, actually, uh, Mm -hmm. Connor's six, five and Isaac might be five, four if he's lucky. So, um, (laughs) it's kind of funny actually, um. And uh, and Lindsay was in a, a, a rough time of her life. And, um, but even last night, Steve has, my husband Steve has a picture of the kids on his phone. And he sent a screenshot of it to Connor and Lindsay. And Lindsay actually has the same picture as her, as her screen um, shot on her phone. And so what I would say is it brings, it has brought restoration to our family.
8: Awesome. And you just, uh, it's a new joy. I have a three-year-old, almost three-year-old daughter, so I'm right in that that boat with you. And, um, you know, you have these two kids that are growing up together, different stories, but they're still siblings. They love one another.
5: Absolutely. All four of them love each other.
8: And uh, do you get, how do you explain adoption and whatnot to other people, the interaction that you get? Do the people take it well, or is it kind of an odd conversation?
5: I would say in general, it's a positive conversation. Um, I, I think, you know, it's a very personal journey and people bring a lot of different thoughts about it. But I, I mean, people usually say things like, oh, my gosh, you're a saint or so that sort of thing, when in the truth, I feel like I've, I'm have i blessed um, with a family that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, obviously, in my job, I also see a lot of students and families that struggle with um, un- planned pregnancies as well. And I, I know that it's a tough spot for families to be in. So um, it's, you know, everybody has, I think, a little bit different story about it. But for me, it's it's only been a blessing in our life.
8: Now, Elizabeth, Colorado Christian Services has been around for a while yes. and has been uh, doing this for quite some time. What's... um you know what why get involved in doing something like this and uh, you've been doing it since uh like 97 or been involved in one capacity. and according to your bio you said 145 mm-hmm. different stories is there one that just like kind of comes out that just you know as a highlight that's a good story a good success story out of all those dozens if not hundreds of stories you've been a part of
10: oh they're all beautiful stories of course one sitting right next to me here. Um, those are beautiful stories. I want Wendy to tell those stories, not me, but um, the stories are, are beautiful. It is always so clear that God places every single child through Colorado Christian services. We don't do it. It's God, and we couldn't make it happen, and we can't prevent it. It is Him and His, um, his sovereignty. He chooses which child goes to which family, so it's really a blessing to be a part of that
8: and how how long is a process, usually is it? I um, you said each story is different. Is there an average to it, or is it really each story is different?
10: It's every single story is so different. I know that that's probably frustrating to hear, but <laughs> it's true. Um, but we say that the average wait for an adoptive family is about um, twelve to eighteen months. And so some of them happen, just like Wendy was saying, some placements happen, you know, within, the first month of, you know, being approved for adoption. And then some wait, you know, some families have to wait a couple of years. So it just depends on, um, on the level of openness that they are, are, you know, willing to accept and, and just how, you know, it really actually, it really depends on when their child is born and when their child is, is ready to be with them because it's all God's timing.
8: Do you have a long waiting list of families or are you in need and searching for people to take in these children?
10: We have, um, we always have what we need. Um, God always provides. And so we have, um, we have adoptive families, but we're always um, interested in, you know, talking to other adoptive families as well. But, um, you know, we also want to get the word out about birth parents and and the option of adoption, because it is a beautiful um, solution to a difficult situation.
8: Now, do you deal mainly in just infant adoptions or do you do with older children as well?
10: We um, primarily, well, we specialize in infant adoption, but we do place um, older children to some extent, just a a few.
8: Awesome. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys. My wife and I have two kids. Love them dearly. My wife, you know, when we were dating, I said, um, how many kids do you want? Because we were going to talk about marriage. And she said... I want to have nine kids. And once I came conscious again, I said, Annabelle, we're not going to be the Partridge family. We're not going to drive around on a bus and sing happy songs with a tambourine. But, you know, honestly, when she was little, she said, Annabelle, what do you want to be when you grow up? She said, I want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. We have two kids. She loves being a mom. Mm -hmm. She wants to have a million more children. But every once in a while, she says, hey, what about adoption? I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. You have I have two people in front of me who. Uh. I've been a part of adoption for years, and uh, have a good background with parents who are on the fence, like myself, who might have kids or who might be uh, looking to have children, like yourself, uh, Wendy. What um, convince me, convince somebody, some of our listeners out there who uh, might be on the list on the fence of should I look into adoption or foster care? How how would you go about uh, getting somebody on the right side of the fence?
10: Well, at Colorado Christian Services, we work with infertile adoptive families, so families who are unable to have children biologically. But we would absolutely recommend that anybody who's interested in adoption, contact the state, you know, to contact their county foster um, system, because it is, um, it's very important that children who are in the foster care system find forever families. And there are lots and lots of children out there who need families.
8: And with um, people who uh, are in the situation, or might be in the situation of having these uh, unplanned pregnancies, what, um, why why come to you? Like if I were a teen mom, or someone who just unexpectedly got pregnant, what would be the protection, the comfort that I would get in coming to your service?
10: We are an established um, licensed child placement agency with an excellent record um, with the state. And um, we focus on counseling. That is our primary, um, primary objective is to provide good professional solid counseling Um, that's my background Um, i i'm a therapist by um, training Mm -hmm. and my staff is also trained so we the birth mother counselor that we deal that that works with the birth parents is a licensed professional counselor so she's a master's level counselor and we pour so much into each and every uh, birth parent that we work with hoping that they can um, you know benefit from the counseling that they receive and it's all free of charge and we are never done. Once um, any time, really, we're just always available to our families and our birth parents. So we don't leave them once the adoption's complete.
8: Oh, so once the child is born, it's not like you take the baby, hand it to the new parents, say, "See ya, have a good life." You're involved in it. What are the uh, like? You've been involved with it for over seven years. And uh, what what is the involvement with other birth parents and families from the birth parents to the adoptive families? What's your continued interaction between the two?
10: Well, we have a birth mother support group and that meets monthly at Colorado Christian Services, and it's a free group for our um, birth parents. And it's also open to other birth parents through other agencies as well. So we just continue to provide support, ongoing support, um, in, a, in an environment that is safe and structured and non nonjudgmental and, um, and therapeutic. So we continue that. We have birth parents who've worked with us you know, a decade ago who call us and just tell us how they're doing and tell yes. us, you know, that they're, you know, they they're married, they stop by with their husband or their child or whatever it is. It's just neat. We just continue that relationship. Our turnover at our agency is almost none. <laughs> so we have um, longevity there, which is wonderful. And so birth parents who have worked with us, you know, two decades ago know that we're still gonna be around
8: nice and Wendy you said you were looking around at different many different agencies and just God brought this email to you out of the blue to uh, be a part of this uh, color cushion services and not only once but twice why what convinced you to not only do it the first time but do it again
5: well I think Elizabeth touched on it uh, it is relationship um, and not that what the other process that we would we went through was, was not good. It just uh, there was no relationship, and that is what you get with Caller to Christian Services. Uh, uh, Elizabeth is a is a dear friend of mine, and 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 frankly, everyone at the agency is.
8: And that that friendship developed out of this adoption.
5: Yeah, it it developed the minute. Um, Really, I walked in the room at seminar, and and the other thing that I will say is the birth mother counseling to me, because obviously as an adoptive mother, it's it's a stressful scenario. Right. Um, you I know, bet. you're you're in a room with ten other people, and regardless of you know what kind of uh, my belief that God has has hopefully has what I would like for me, that that's in His plan, but you're still feeling a little bit in competition or whatever, but. The, the truth is is that it isn't like that, and color Christian never makes it feel that way. Um, you're always in relationship with people, and the birth mother counseling to me is frankly the most paramount and was outside of meeting just staff and, and Elizabeth in particular. That was the thing that impressed me the most as a counselor myself. That, oh, yeah. That it wasn't like... Foster care where where the state was taking a child away It was someone's choice and that someone was a part of that choice and someone was loving very deeply on on That young lady and that birth family and and all of that because it's hard. It's a difficult process
8: Awesome. Well, we're almost out of time real quick Elizabeth What uh, should first steps be that people want to to be a part of this should they uh, contact you on internet
10: Yes, please visit our website at www.christianservices.org.
8: And then come to the uh, seminars you're talking about and be a part of the organization. Thank you ladies so much for joining us here on The Good News. We'll be right back.
0: Christ love lives in his word. The new 810 KLVZ.
1: Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar, boy, that was fun and we learned so much. we It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year, very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life
3: and that's what it's all about.
1: Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year, you helped me write it all down If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals? Carrie? So the best way to reach me is just through my website, InfiniteNation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you to partner with you and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news. And I have a passion for my faith. And I would also have a passion for you and and building your business as well you can reach me at Angie Austin news at gmail.com Angie Austin news at gmail.com I'd love to work with you
4: this is a good place I really like it.
1: This is
8: Eric. He's an ambassador with Arc Thrift Stores. Yeah, I
4: started at the Brick break and sorting the different Brick break stuff also. Then I went to the Showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He
8: knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the
4: workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job.
8: And he loves where he works. I'm
4: the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags
8: support ambassadors like eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at arc thrift stores
4: it's a very good place it's everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that
8: arc needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items to find the most convenient donation station donation box or arc thrift store location go to arcthrift.com that's arcthrift.com yeah
4: overall i'm very happy and thankful like i said about arc
3: Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the Word of God and His love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our bi-weekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website Monica Hawkins Ministries
0: We know Christ loves us, and He gave His Son for us. His love lives on 810-KLVZ.
1: Welcome back to the Good News. Dr. Joe Arve is here, and Dr. Joe just had a very successful, wonderful meeting that inspired people uh, about throwing away your scale, which I've done. But I have to tell you, I'm so paranoid, Dr. Joe, because I'm not weighing anymore, that I'm like afraid when I get on that I'm going to be like 312 pounds.
6: Seriously, that's Don't worry, like my fear. you not. You won't be. You won't be 312. I promise you, I guarantee you that you will not be 312
1: pounds. <laughs> I know I won't either, but, you know, if you were, guess what? Who cares? Well, here's the deal um i'm just trying to eat as healthy as i can and not let that number on the scale every day determine how my day is going to go and so you had a really great event and you've got another free event coming up um in june so let's talk about what that will be about
6: well it's june 13th saturday morning 9:30 to 11:30. it's called holy hormones you know, like with back, back in Batman and Robin days. Holy whatever, Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing called estrogen dominance that I want people to understand that literally it's, it's, it's holding them back. And it can be men. It also became women too, women especially and men, because we see testosterone levels being affected by what you eat. Sugar will, will lower a man's T levels, testosterone levels. And you look at today, all these things are promising. Men, raise your testosterone levels. But first of all, let's just change your diet and watch your testosterone levels go back to normal but uh they loved it because we talked about signs of estrogen dominance being irritability anxiety hot flashes insomnia weight gain migraines depression and as we show you how to live yourself out of that dominating situation of the hormones back to a hormone balance then you start seeing weight loss you start seeing your mood you start seeing hot flashes go away and literally that that these things that women think they're plagued with between age 40 and 60 now they kind of come back to normal if you would and are like oh my, my life is back to normal and now I know how to stay there based on following these easy steps each day so it's been fun we started it we kicked it off our last this last week it was entitled who we had inspirational Eve there we had the ladies giving out free samples some neat cheeks it was fun um, they gave us free samples to give out and it was just a really good time because people realize and I had one lady tell me, you know what it is within my control. I can take my life back that that this is no this is something I can do every day. To make my life better and and I don't have to depend on others I can take my life back and it, it was good it was really
3: good
1: okay so let's talk about the, just briefly the five essentials that help people in terms of getting back on the health track and you say being on the
6: cruise ship rather than in the
1: rest home right when you're in life right
6: God made our bodies to be healthy and so when you go online and, and, you, and we email you this life risk questionnaire we can literally see the five areas of how you're living what you're thinking what what you're eating are toxins getting into your 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 body we call them xenophenols you know are they getting in through either makeup or through through skin cream or through appliances as far as your 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 soap soap cleaners and things like that or medications vaccines they get into your body you don't even realize it's there or through your food and through your drink so that can make you toxic and throw your estrogens out of balance. Okay. Uh, a lack of exercise can can th- throw your hormones out of balance. And the last and most powerful thing is your nerve system. It's your nerve system that when we see spines, especially in the neck, out of alignment, that dictates the health of the thyroid, which then att- attacks the, the metabolism and shuts you down there. So we've seen people by just improving their posture and their spine get healthy, get their hormones back into balance, and lose weight. So yeah, I'm, we're really excited about it. It's coming up on June 13th at 9.30. Um, they can can either text me at 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and get plugged in. But uh, seats are going to go fast. This is going to fill up, so get your seats now. And, again, it's free to everyone listening on the line.
1: Excellent. Now, in terms of the food, I've taken a lot of the clean eating into, you know, my family and my life. I think the most difficult thing to get my family off has been wheat, Mm -hmm. you know, because my husband wants like a roll or, you know, a sandwich with everything. And so other than that, we've really gone to, you know, vegetables and fruits, healthy fats, olive oil and coconut oil, olives, avocado, um, grass-fed beef. We've changed over to that. Um, You said organic chicken. Mm -hmm. And we do the omega-3s, whether we get it in the fish or I take a supplement, you know, I do what I right, can right. and you know we have put a lot and I've, I've really cut back on sugar and since I have you've helped me with that because you said when I'm craving sugar I'm really craving um, f- uh, good fat and protein so I do like p- um, peanut butter natural peanut butter and like a green apple so I've done a lot of this and it's really helped me to have more energy and feel better and it helps with longevity and just yeah. you know living a good life give us your website again and your contact
6: info it's spine geek.com at spine or you can text me or call me at 303 303- 349-6011. That's the Holy Hormone Hotline.
1: Yes, Holy that Hormone fast Hotline. <laughs> June 13th. It's June a 13th. free get-together yep. Saturday, June 13th at 930. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Blessings.
0: Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.